This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Path, the coach-guided membership designed to help you make alcohol small and relevant in your life by removing your true desire to grab that next drink. Our science-based, compassion-led program allows you not only to shift your behavior and your relationship around alcohol, but more importantly, uncover and reprogram your subconscious conditioning and neural connections that have been keeping you stuck for years. With daily live breakthrough coaching, an intimate and supportive community, regular peer-to-peer connection calls, and a complete vault of resources, this is where your path to total freedom and effortless enjoyment of your new way of life begins. Join us at NakedMindPath.com. All right. Hi. I hope everybody's doing great. I um, have a bit of a sore throat right now, which is unfortunate, but uh, just my kids had one of my sons was stuffy, and then my daughter, she had a little bit of a... Uh, um, sore throat as well. And it's funny, like when we get sick, everything, every person in my family seems to get it differently. And luckily this has only been lasting like one day. So that's very good. We are staying home, staying safe, all that stuff, but still frustrating. So I can't talk too much, but I really wanted to answer this question that I just got. Um, the question is, and I've been alcohol free for about six months now, and I've been very, very tempted to have a drink not from, uh, I want to go back to drinking full time, but really from, uh, trying moderation and seeing if that's going to work for me. I like the idea of not giving up alcohol forever, but I really cannot deny how amazing I've been feeling for these last six months. It has been incredible. Everything from my sleep to my clarity of mind, to how I look, how I feel. So I don't want to give that up if it's not going to work. What do you think? Should I try to moderate and have a drink? Um, so this is such a good question. And actually I've written an entire ebook on this, on moderation in general, and, and really the things that science says about moderation. And that's always available for free. It's a full ebook. It's at canimoderate.com. So if you want to check that out, in addition to everything I'm going to say here, I think that's great. Um, I believe that there are two ways to think about this. And I think it's really needing to self-diagnose kind of where you are at. So I remember for me, it was more, I wasn't necessarily interested in moderating as much as I was interested in like, oh, did I, did I over, you know, estimate the cost of alcohol in my life? Did I make too big of a deal out of nothing? Am I not really, you know, because I had stopped drinking and a few months later, hanging out with friends, hanging out with family. And people are telling me like, oh, you weren't the one with a problem. Why, why did you stop? Or I never even saw you drunk. And you know, why, why are you the one not drinking? And so I was getting all of this noise about like, oh, you didn't really have a problem, Annie. And they were just drinking and going on as normal. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I now think that, you know, drinking is such a, a negative thing in my life, but did I miss something? Like, is it really just not that bad? And why does everybody seem to like it so much now that I've decided that it really didn't do anything for me? Like, what, did I miss something? And so I got really curious about a drink, like really curious. And um, I, in, in response to that, if you've read the alcohol experiment or this naked mind, you'll know that I did a self experiment where I actually locked myself in, my, in a bedroom by myself with a bottle of wine and filmed it. And it was because I was just so incredibly curious about how 
now that I'm not drinking, so I don't have the cravings, I don't have the desire, I don't have that like itch to have a drink. Now that I'm not drinking, I haven't been drinking for months, how does it actually make me feel? Like what is it in the bottle that's really positive? What is it that's nagging at me? And for me, I just wanted to definitively know for myself, like without kind of a shadow of a doubt, I wanted to know like, am I missing out by not drinking? Because if I'm if I'm going to stop doing this pretty much like indefinitely, then am I missing out? Right. And so I did it. I locked myself in a room and I remember the next day coming out of that experience being like, wow, no, there's nothing in there for me. Like everything that I thought that I did, it, it really doesn't do. And I couldn't even watch the videos for a long time because I didn't like who I would, who I was when I was drinking, even after a glass of wine, I, I wasn't liking it. I didn't appreciate it. And, um, and so I did eventually watch the videos and I actually condensed them down into, uh, like 15 minutes of, I guess the low lights, the highlights, however you want to call it. Anyway, that's available in the free alcohol experiment, which you can always do for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Um, but that's like on day 28, I share that video and it really definitively showed me that like, no, the things that I thought were great about drinking just weren't great. And I think one of the things that I did in that experience was I took away the external stimulation. So if you're going out with friends, that's going to be fun anyway, as long as you don't have this really solid belief that no, it's not going to be fun without a drink. Cause guess what? If you believe it won't be fun, it won't be fun. So your mind is really powerful. We often underestimate the power of our mind to create our experience. But if you go into it saying, you know, I don't know, is this going to be fun? Is it not going to be fun? Let's see. And you go out with friends. It can be unbelievably fun. You can have a great time without drinking. And so when you allow that possibility to happen, and I had been having fun with friends out, you know, and so I took in my, my little self experiment, I took all of the stimulation out of it. Like I wasn't going to watch TV. Even I wasn't going to, um, socialize. I wasn't going to do the things that would have been fun anyway. And I wasn't going to allow that alcohol did what it had done previously in my life, which was basically be totally, you know, married up with all of these activities that were fun. Like I needed to decouple the activity that was fun with the drinking. And that was really important to me in my little self-experiment. So why do I tell you this when it comes to moderation? I think that doing something like this, um, when you're thinking about moderating, even if it is just with one glass of wine by yourself or you have one glass of wine and you do it for three hours um, and then wait 24 or 48 hours before making a decision can give you clarity in a way that if you were to just go out uh, might not give you the same clarity. And here's why is because when you go out and you're already excited about it, you're already with friends, you're already in a situation that's fun and enjoyable. And then you add a drink, your mind can so instantly make that connection. Oh, this is fun. The alcohol must be what's fun. But if you take away all the stimulation and you just have an experience of, you know, again, you can just do one glass of wine and time time how good you feel for how long, how you feel before, how you feel during, how you feel 20 minutes after that glass of wine, how you feel 30 minutes after that glass of wine. And you can really start to see and map like, oh, wow, alcohol makes me feel good. And then it makes me feel bad. And then it makes me feel worse than before I drank. And this is the point in time when I'd really reach for that second glass of wine, because the two things that you want to think about with moderating, I mean, there's a lot more, but two main things are Am I really going to be able to stick to that just one glass or two if you've decided on two or whatever the case is, or is that going to be too difficult once the alcohol is in my system? So this could give you a really great benchmark for that. Um, and the other thing that you really want to be aware of is how much effort am I going to have to put 
into sticking to those one or two glasses or into sticking to that once a week or twice a week. So I think that going into any sort of moderation, you, you want to have all the information you can. So I really do highly encourage you if you're thinking about this to download the, the free ebook at canimoderate.com and get like the science behind moderation. So why is it so hard? Why, what's going on? And then I really encourage you to maybe think about it in terms of a little self-experiment for that one drink, just to understand like, does, is it, is it going to be worth it? Cause you want to identify, can you stop? And you also want to identify, is this actually fun independent of the fun that's happening in whatever activity I decide to do and therefore make like a more informed decision. Here's the thing. Like people sometimes give me flack, like you're telling people they should try and drink or you're telling people they should do this. Here's the thing. You're an adult. You're going to do what you're going to do. This is your life. I just want to provide you with information, my own experience and some science in this ebook of can I, you know, again, can I moderate.com in order for you to have a framework so that you can make your own decision. Cause the reality is you're an adult. You're going to make your own decision anyway. And any decision you make for you is going to be so much more powerful than if I give you some arbitrary rules like, Oh no, you should never moderate. That would be so bad. That would be the worst thing ever. You're totally going to crash and burn. Now I can tell you some very fundamental things that are true about alcohol when you used to drink it. They were true about alcohol before you ever drink it. And they're going to be true about alcohol when you try to moderate it later. And those things are the fact that, you know, alcohol will impair your prefrontal cortex. Like it will cause your prefrontal cortex to not be able to make as good of decisions. And that's your decision-making part of your brain. So it's going to be harder to say no to that second glass of wine than it will be to say no to that first glass of wine. That's just how it is. That's like the science, you know, alcohol will, um, create a craving for alcohol. Uh, not only the day you're moderating, but also the day after it will pop into your head more. You'll be thinking about it more like that's just the facts. And some people want that. Like some people want to say, okay, I'm going to put effort. I, I want to drink in moderation enough that I'm totally willing to put the effort into it to make sure that I stay safe, that I stay, you know, in congruence with what I really want for my life. It's totally fine. I'm going to put the effort into it. Other people say, you know what? I don't want to put any more effort, any more thought into this liquid in a glass and, you know, this ounce of of ethanol that's going to bring me nothing but pain. And so I don't want to put any effort into it. And so for me, a firm decision is really much more effective. And by making, you know, firm decisions, instead of questioning the decision all the time, you really eliminate all the future decisions. So for a lot of people, they just find so much more freedom, myself included, and just being like, no, you know, I'm not drinking right now. And again, I don't say that I'm never going to drink again. I think that that creates so much inner noise uh, in my brain. And by the way, I'm not going to know I'm successful till I'm dead <laughs> because how am I going to know? And so it's a goal that I, I can't even know that I've achieved. Um, I just say like, you know, right now I don't want to drink. And I actually say like, I drink as much as I want whenever I want. I just haven't wanted to have a drink in about six years now. And that's because for me, that sounds like freedom. And I really do believe that true freedom exists beyond rules. And sometimes we need rules. Sometimes we need discipline and rules in order to get to a point where we can move beyond them. But that, you know, again, it's down to you because no matter what rules I give for you, they're not going to mean anything as opposed to the rules that you really educate yourself for. So I love that you're asking this question because it just shows a level of like, I'm not going to slip back into it. I'm going to be intentional here. I recognize that this six months has been amazing for me. And I am also very curious. And I would just encourage you to get as much information as you can and then make a decision based on like really your principles. And I would definitely encourage you to make some sort of guardrails for yourself. So if you do decide to moderate, what are your non-negotiables? What are your things that if you cross these lines, you're going to go back into having a break um, so that you really have this firm 
agreed upon ahead of time roadmap for like, okay, for me, these are going to be my, my frameworks for if I do this, that, and the other thing, or if I show up in this way, or if I do this, like get fall down drunk, or I end up, you know, drinking two days in a row or four days in a row or whatever it is for you. I know that alcohol, the, the power scales have tipped. Alcohol is now more in charge than my brain is, and I'm going to go back to a break. And I, I highly encourage you to make that plan, um, which is outlined at the end of the Alcohol Experiment or the Alcohol Experiment book, uh, just exactly how to think about that before you go back to, um, to trying to moderate so that you have something kind of in hand to really guide you as you go through this. And, but I do, I encourage people to find their own path and their own journey through this because truly when you do that, when you do it for yourself, like what I did for myself, you know, there might be a lot of people who think, oh my gosh, it's the stupidest thing ever to take somebody who's been sober for 45 days and lock themselves in a room and, and get drunk. But for me, it was the most freeing experience because then after that, I didn't have any doubts. I knew that my experience was mine fully and entirely. And it really gave me a level of freedom that I didn't have before. So what an awesome question. Thank you so much for asking it. And I hope you guys have a great day. Hi, it's Annie Grace. I wanted to interrupt this podcast. I guess the end of this podcast to say that if you're totally serious about actually and truly and forevermore transforming a relationship with alcohol, really leaving it behind in the rear view mirror for once and forever and changing your psychology about it, we have a program called The Path that I've created specifically for you. Now, it's not for you if you're still dabbling or trying to figure out where you want to be or maybe even if you still want to moderate. All those things are fine. That's great. But if you're beyond that and you're like, no, I just want to be done with this. I'm ready to invest some time. And I'm ready to just make this happen. I want the answer. I want the easy way out. Then I want you to check out NakedMindPath.com and join us in the path where you receive coach-guided and community support so that you can truly make this lasting change that you want in your life. And as always, Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.